I'm grateful so many people were able to come tonight. Uh, one of the questions that I always like to ask is, why are we here? Right? Why are we here? Right? Uh, which, of course, brings up many questions, but especially on this night. Right? It's a longer Mass, uh, and if you ask the middle school or uh, elementary schools, Sam, uh, if he wanted to be here tonight, he would say no. Uh, it happened one time where I, uh, I thought it was just a normal Saturday evening Mass, and I was like, yeah, let's get Mass over with. And uh, instead of having to go Easter morning, you know, that way I can sleep in Easter morning. And we went to the Saturday Vigil Mass with, uh, with my cousins, and it was so long. So long. Worst decision ever. Um, so what changed? What changed between middle school Sam and, and now Father Samuel, right? Who stands before you today looking forward to this night above all nights. What's the change? Well, I think one of the changes, certainly uh, there's many, many things that have taken place. But one of the things that I think... Um, you know, that happens over time is just a realization of the world. Um, you know, one of the things that I realized later on, and maybe not as an innocent child, was that the world is a dark place. The world is dark. There's a lot of misery. There's a lot of evil out there in the world. And if you want to, you know, prove one thing about Christianity, its original sin is pretty easy to prove. Because even at innocent children, we see them do things that you're like, oh, well, where did they learn that from, right? What kind of disposition? Although I do think that we have a good disposition as humans, we also have a disposition towards sin. And so what's the response here? I think a lot of the times we see it in our experience that it seems as though it's just a battle between good versus evil, right? What side are you going to fall on? How is that going to fall away? And it seems like in some ways that it's pretty even, right? I mean, evil seems to do a lot in this world, right? And good seems to prevail at times, but, but not overwhelmingly. It's just amazing how much evil is perpetuated without any real good response. And so in that, we can certainly grow in despair. But there are certain things that God has given us to be able to realize who he is and what kind of battle this is. And one of the images that we use tonight that's so powerful is the image of light. Because I want to tell you tonight, tonight as Christians, we believe that this is not an even fight between good versus evil. But this is a war that has been won by our Lord Jesus Christ. And the image that we use is this light, this paschal candle here tonight, that is a symbol of Christ. Well, in what way? Beautifully, as we came in tonight and the church was dark, all except for the sanctuary light and the other light that was pouring on, but pretty much dark. If it was, if it was pitch black, right? Even if it was pitch black, and we had this one candle, what did it do to the entire space? It lit up the entire space. Darkness has no power over light. It's only when the light goes out. Right? So how do we keep that from happening? Well, Jesus has given us certain things. right? 
and most especially through the sacraments, through making us disciples. As he went up to heaven, he said, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How do we overcome the darkness of the world? By following Jesus' words. By following what he has commanded us to do, to make disciples. What are disciples? People who walk closely to Jesus. So closely that you get the dirt from his, from his feet, you know, just walking on the dirt paths. That's what a disciple is. Someone that's right there, who sees everything and knows so intimately who the rabbi or who the teacher is. That's us. We're supposed to be so close to him that we get it. And in fact, in some ways, that everything that he has rubs off on us. And so we saw that as we came in, right? First, the priest lit the light from the candle. But that didn't really do too much, if you noticed. It was just me and the, and the candle, and it was still about the same. What changed, though, halfway through? Halfway through, we did something else. Now, we still only had two candles at that point, but we started lighting other candles. And other people went off to the far distance corners of the church and started lighting candles there. And what beautifully took place was that this church that was dark, that you had to stumble in and you couldn't quite figure out which pew you were supposed to be in and, you know, all of a sudden lit up. And it was light. Beautiful. That's what we're called to do to this darkness out in the world. But what do we need? Right? We weren't able to start our candles ourselves, unless you cheated with a lighter, but I, I hope none of you did, right? We can't light it ourselves, right? What do we need? We need the light of Christ. Now, I noticed that as I was lighting other people's, there were different ways of doing it. Sometimes the person holds their candle straight upright and expects uh, the, you know, the other person who's lighting it to, to turn. Well, th- that kind of causes a little bit of problems for me, right? Because all of a sudden, as, as I turn the candle, well, then I start dripping wax everywhere, Right? And I try to get there, and then the the cups kind of, you know, didn't quite want to work. But but we're willing to do that at times, make the effort, even if the person isn't willing to bend over. Sometimes the person would bend part of the way, right? And that was helpful, but it was still a little bit difficult. But what was easiest was where I was able to hold the candle, and the other person, actually in their desire, in their seeking, came and lit their candle off of mine. And that's ultimately the disposition of humility that is going to get us farthest in this world. We are here tonight because we believe that Jesus Christ has conquered the darkness. He has conquered death itself. Unfortunately, we don't always experience that. And why not? Well, because... Unfortunately, the world is really complex. Free will is really complex. God is really complex. We ourselves are really complex, right? There's a lot going on here. And I always love the image of us as children, right? And God, our Father. 
And a lot of the times as children, children do not understand what's going on, right? Even if their parents desire good things for them, they don't understand it. And we ourselves similarly don't often understand what our Father is doing. That sometimes He does allow us to suffer, not because He wants us to suffer, but because He knows what's best for us. Now, what's beautiful is that allows us in every single circumstance, every single circumstance, to never be overcome by the darkness. Because if we have the light of Christ, we have hope and knowledge that God is with us and that nothing that we do is in vain. Right? However, if we don't have the light of Christ, if Jesus Christ did not raise tonight, then we also say, as St. Paul says, that our faith is in vain. We are, in fact, the greatest fools of this world. Well, great. That's what we're supposed to be. But you know what? We have great confidence that Jesus Christ rose from the dead because I love within the Gospels, even themselves, there's not an assumption of the resurrection, right? Peter's like, wait, what happened? Even though that Jesus had been telling him the entire time. We ourselves are Peter. Jesus is telling us, hey, I'm with you. You know, I'm with you all the time. Trust in me. No matter what happens, let the anxieties of tomorrow be for tomorrow. Let just be with me today. And yet we're like Peter. Wait, what are you doing, God? Wait, but I thought you died. I thought I was in suffering. I thought this was the end. I thought darkness was overcoming. No. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Again, this is not a fight of good versus evil of equal footing. There are many creation stories and many uh, creation stories of the world, but they're often through gods that make accidents or good versus evil warring and accidentally making humans. We heard in Genesis today the God that we believe in, the God who created us not by accident, not out of a war of good versus evil, but out of a desire of love. Out of an overpouring of generosity. That's the God that we have. And a God who when the first humans sinned because of free will and their choice, did not destroy all of humanity and all of his creation, but instead prepared us for this very day. This very day, when he would show forth his conquering over sin and death. He's kind of playing the long game there, right? We said in the exultant, O happy fault of Adam. Adam was created. Adam and Eve were created in a paradise to live there for eternity, and they fell, and sin entered the world. Suffering entered the world. But... Now, because of that fault, we will suffer. We will die an earthly death. But because of Jesus Christ, we now actually have a greater salvation of heaven. And so we're grateful tonight to be reminded of our baptismal call. 
our sacraments that we receive from Jesus Christ, the war that has been won by Jesus. We have six people who will be baptized and three people who will be received into the Catholic Church. And it's a great reminder, and we're so grateful for all of you to witness to us tonight, to witness to us in continuing to spread the light. Um, it, you probably didn't notice, but we actually uh, took the candles from those who weren't baptized yet. <laughs> because that light was supposed to represent the bapti- baptism. But those six people who will be baptized will be receiving their own baptismal candle and will join us in helping bring light to this world that so desperately needs light in the midst of the darkness. So desperately needs hope in the midst of despair. So desperately needs Jesus Christ in this time of godlessness. And so we're grateful tonight to celebrate with the church throughout the entire world and especially with you tonight for this. And so I invite uh, those baptized uh, to now uh, come forward in front of the baptismal font and we'll bless the water and pray for you and then also uh, perform baptism as well.